Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast, and if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. Today, I want to talk about letting go of Dr. Google. One of the hallmarks of having anxiety panic is to be seeking reassurance. And we all know that feeling, whether you are still in anxiety panic or if you have cleared it, whatever, you know that feeling of wanting to know for sure getting a real concrete answer. And nowadays, where do we go for answers? Everybody goes to Google. Whatever you are questioning or needing to know an answer about, you Google it. Well, the problem is that Dr. Google and WebMD and any of the other various health-related sites are just meaning well, they're putting out a lot of information and they're putting out a lot of information that may be triggering to somebody who has anxiety. It's not that the information is wrong. It's not that the information is incomplete or taking you down the wrong path. It's just not appropriate for you to be looking at when you are anxious because you're not seeing it clearly. You're not seeing it as information You're seeing it as a diagnosis. You're taking it in and you're actually seeing more than you even have. And you're, you're going to wonder if you're getting that next or you're going to have it next because the mind is that powerful that it can read about something and then it can make you feel sensations and symptoms along the same lines. This can be very harmful and very scary. And so I want you to pay attention when you find yourself Googling a symptom that you have, whether it's a symptom in your body, whether it's a looping thoughts or even just the word anxiety. It might be not a good idea to do when you are in the throes of high anxiety or a panic attack. Stay away. We cannot diagnose ourselves, and you are not meant to be diagnosed on the computer. That isn't what that information is out there for. I think that it is just wise medicine for you to stay away from Dr. Google. I have many clients who have done well when they have stopped Googling their symptoms Each symptom that you look up is going to open a whole can of worms for other symptoms. And now we have many wormholes, not just one. We're really 
got all kinds of different places we can fall into. So why give yourself that much information? It isn't helpful. It isn't making you feel better. It isn't putting you on a course of action that's going to make you feel better. It's feeding your imagination. It's feeding your uncertainty. You went on there because you were uncertain and you are not going to find certainty on those websites. Your best bet is to not look at medical information altogether relating to your uh, symptoms and your sensations. I didn't have the internet when I had my bout with anxiety panic, but I had a medical encyclopedia. And I will tell you, I wore that thing out. Looking, looking, looking. It's no different. Or you can, the other ways we do this is to ask other people. Searching, searching, asking friends, asking spouses. Do you feel this? What is this? Do you think this is anything? We'll find a way to seek reassurance wherever we can. And the most private one is Dr. Google. No one knows what we're looking at. No one knows how many times we went there. And we can drive ourselves to distraction. So I really hope that you will take my words and use this as a practice to stay off of Dr. Google. Obviously, if you have serious symptoms that you have not had before, that you must get those checked out by a professional. Obviously, we are not able to diagnose ourselves. Now, this gets very tricky because people will tell me, well, I think every symptom is a serious symptom. So we need to have some kind of way that we can figure out whether we should go for help right now or not. I'm um, probably a bit older than most of you who are listening. And I want to say to you, back in the day, we had these wonderful doctors in our little town. Well, one particular doctor, our family doctor, and I would call him about stuff that was going on with the kids. I would be probably more concerned about something that was happening with one of the children than with my own health. But I would call and he would be so calm and so kind. And he would say, you know what? That sounds like you need to give it some time. Why don't you wait 24 hours and call me tomorrow? Well, you know what? We didn't usually need to call him to the next day. Many, many things left to their own devices either resolve or they start to improve. So if you have a serious symptom, I want you to consider the fact that usually a serious illness will get worse, not better. So even if you give it a small amount of time, like 24 hours, you're going to be able to judge, is this getting worse or is this getting better? Or is it staying the same? And that at least gives you some more information. But don't jump on Dr. Google right away because it will scare you and then your anxiety will kick up and it's going to get worse. And so you're going to think that you really have something going on when what you have going on is a lot of adrenaline and cortisol going through your body, causing all kinds of physical sensations and symptoms that will very likely dissipate as you calm down. It's important that we remember that the internet keeps our wheels of our mind spinning. 
It keeps us in the loop. And if we can break away from it, we can begin to see that that was happening. But when we're in it, we think we're so drawn in by it and we get fed. It's almost like we're seeking more adrenaline and cortisol because we keep looking, we keep looking and getting more and more anxious. We need to break the cycle. And the way that that cycle is broken is through being aware, being conscious and keeping away from it. It can feel uncomfortable at first, but you can find something else to do instead of going on there. The awareness itself is huge. And the fact that you are aware that you are Googling again is big. Many people are Googling day in, day out, and don't even realize they're doing it and that it's harmful to them. So the fact that you have awareness around it is the first step, and that's a great place to be. Remember, you want to have a trusted medical practitioner in your corner, whoever that is for you. Many people have many different types of of healthcare professionals in their corner, but you want to have someone that you trust that you can call if you have something going on. Then the next step is to actually believe them when they tell you something. Often people will call their doctor or their therapist or their healthcare practitioner of whatever sort and seek their opinion and they will get it and then they will still go to Dr. Google because they are not believing what their healthcare practitioner told them. You want to make a deal with yourself that if I am trusting this person enough to call them or enough to be going to their office and asking them their advice on this particular issue, I'm going to trust them and I'm going to believe them and I'm going to leave it at that. It's a deal you got to make with yourself because your anxiety will tell you, well, maybe maybe you didn't explain it well enough or maybe they didn't hear you well enough, or they missed this or that, and maybe Google has the answer. Maybe I should just look up on WebMD and find out more information. No, give yourself a break. This is a big break because I know a lot of you are doing this, and I know that it is so easy to just get on there and look, especially in the evening when you don't have a lot of other things that are requiring your attention and the anxiety thoughts get louder and louder. Give yourself a break. And remember that you want to give symptoms time. Serious issues get worse over time, not better. So if you can insert some time there, if you can push pause and just wait 24 hours and see. If you need to journal it, put it down on paper so you can say, okay, I'm really going to wait and see what this is. I'm going to see if it gets better or if it gets worse. So many things just fall away. You're going to be quite surprised if you start keeping track of them. One of the things that the internet does for us is it tends to find the worst case scenario when whether we're looking up things in the news or if we're looking up things in health issues, it can tell us the darkest part of it. Um, And that is not always the most common part of it, right? And anxiety is going to draw you to the most negative. 
you're not going to see that 90% of the people needed no treatment for this. You're going to see the 1% that had a huge reaction or death from this particular issue, not the 9% that got treatment, that needed treatment, and the 90% that didn't need anything at all. No, you're going to see that dreadful 1%. It's just the way we're wired. And so because we know that, we have to work around it. We cannot keep feeding ourselves more and more negative, frightening information. A really good question to ask yourself is, When you find yourself going to Dr. Google again, ask yourself before you type anything into that search bar, say, have I had a sense of relief after looking up my last disorder or symptom here on Google? Did I feel better the last time I did this? And really pause there. And if you didn't get relief the last time, you're not going to get relief this time. And you know what? You're here, able to type in another search, so whatever it was last time must not have been so bad. So just consider leaving this search bar blank. Push away from the computer, go for a walk, go make a cup of chamomile tea, go have a five-minute meditation. Look at the amount of time that you can spend on Dr. Google. A lot of time. And I get people telling me daily in sessions or an email, people saying, I do not have time to meditate. I'll say, oh, did you do the body scan that I sent to you? The 10-minute audio that you can lay down in your bed and do the body scan to help you learn how to eventually meditate. No, I don't have 10 minutes. I can't do that. I don't have time. And it very often is the same people who have plenty of time to be reading news on the internet that is disturbing and Googling with Dr. Google. Of course, we don't have time to meditate if we are spending all of our time in front of the computer screen reading things that are only feeding our anxiety. We have to push pause and make a decision for our health, for our wellness, for our well-being. And it may not be comfortable to push away. I really get that. There is a feeling of, yeah, but it's going to make me, this time it's going to tell me everything's okay, or at least I'll know what it is, or at least I'll know other people have it. Well, I guarantee you, whatever you're experiencing, someone else has experienced it also. And so you can just let it be at that for now. And it can be your practice to push away and go for a walk, like I said, or make that cup of tea, pet the dog, pick up that knitting, go out to the the garage and tinker around or clean a closet, anything to keep yourself busy because you know, just having blank time isn't going to help. Maybe there's a book you've been wanting to read. And maybe you can go and do the 10-minute body scan. Who knows? So we want to remember that Googling your symptoms is a challenge because we are built toward the negative. We are built as human beings 
to be on the alert for things that could be dangerous or things that could be harmful to us. And because we are built this way, we are going to be looking for that negative information on the internet because it's where our attention will go. It's pulling us. It's saying, see, look, I knew it. I knew there was a problem because it's like we are scanning the horizon, but we are scanning Google looking for the negative, dangerous information and we'll find it. So it's best that you remember that you are built like this. This isn't anything that's wrong with you. We're all built like this. It's how we've survived. It's how we got to where we are. And it's a wonderful thing. We do need it, but we also need to keep it in check. We don't need to be doing it when we're anxious because we are not on top of our game as far as knowing what's appropriate and what's inappropriate as far as being able to filter the information. We can't do it when we're anxious. That part of our brain is not working when we're anxious. So just let it go. Stay away from there because it will not serve you. Recently on a podcast, I talked about gratitude. So instead of Googling, you could work on looking at things from a gratitude point of view. You could replace Dr. Google with something like writing a couple of emails, thanking people in your life for something. You could be going into a gratitude journal. Replacing the Dr. Google with gratitude would just be phenomenal. It will make changes in your life rapidly. So consider that. Consider instead of going for a walk, Maybe you're going to go to a gratitude journal. Maybe you're going to thank somebody for something they did. Make a phone call, send a text, send a nice email to somebody who made a difference in your life. Keeping it in gratitude will actually begin to tell your mind and body that there is no danger, that you are okay. can almost begin to feel that nervous system begin to let go a little bit. Even now, just do it now. Think of somebody you're grateful for. Just picture them in your mind. No big story about them. Just picture somebody that you're grateful for. And let your muscles relax. Feel your shoulders drop. Really feel it. And these are the tiny, small practices that we make that eventually lead us out of that wormhole and lead us to that life of peace and calm yet again. One last thought is that you can take the agitation, the seeking behavior, the desire for certainty, take all of those those feelings and actually put them on the back burner. Put them all in a big soup pot and put them on the back burner for a later time. We've talked here in the past about having a worry hour. And maybe you can have a worry hour to check that pot and see if any of those worries need attention. But I really doubt it. I really think if you can put them all together, put them on the back burner and just leave them there, they will resolve themselves. It is good to contain them. It is good to pay attention to them, to let them know that you see them. We don't want to 
ignore it or deny it. We want to be real. I feel worried. I'm seeking certainty. I don't like this feeling. I want to Google it. Well, put it all in a pot, put it on the back burner and say, I will check back with that in three hours, or I'll check back with that tonight at six o'clock after dinner. And then I will see, does that really require my attention? Do I really want to go on Dr. Google and see what it has to say about this? I think you'll have a different attitude after you have given it a little bit of time. I hope that these tips are helpful for you. And I hope that if you have any questions about your health, your wellness, your well-being, how you're proceeding with your anxiety, that you will consider finding your trusted person that you can talk to about this. The person that is in your heart that you believe and who you trust and ask that healthcare practitioner what they think versus asking Dr. Google. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges. And there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day, all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. Meditation, because some questions can't be answered by Google, and that's anonymous. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 